2: Hey there, Ruby fans! Welcome to the another episode of the Ruby Recap After Show for AfterBuzz TV. How do you guys Yay! feel today?
1: Pretty dang stoked. How I about am yourself? so
2: happy, so so good. We've got a lot to talk about today, and we've got also two very very wonderful guests. But let me go ahead and introduce the rest of the panel first. Joining me on the panel today is Mark Donica.
1: Hello, everybody.
2: Katie Cullen. Salutations. In the booth is Stephen Lemieux on the ones and twos. Yeah, you won't see me, though. (laughs) A.K.A. Booth Guy. He likes it that way. And I'm your host, Megan Salinas. And joining us on the panel today, we are so, so excited. We have Gray Haddock, a.k.a. the voice of Torchwick, joining us, as well as J.J. Castillo, the voice of Mercury. How are you guys doing tonight?
0: Hello. We're doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Saluting.
2: Oh, so, I don't know about you guys These, This episode was a lot of fun It was it, Especially with that um, that opening fight scene But I, I guess we'll get to that in a bit But how do you guys feel after this week? I, I kind of wanted to start it with Pyrrha
3: just killed a guy <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure that at least one member of Team Cardinal Didn't survive that
1: <laughs> At least their pride didn't
2: No, no they, they don't was... have pride Fair,
1: that's a fair <laughs> assessment I'll believe that, I'll go with that
2: yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun, and I I liked that we got to see um, that we got to go back to Pira for a little bit because we we had this mission uh, in the previous week, so it was nice to go back a little bit back to the school, um, but but before we get started, I guess, um, do you guys have a couple questions for these guys, or should we just go ahead and get into a little bit of the recap and. So far, everybody in the
1: chat's just talking about how everybody was like a kicked puppy this week.
2: Oh! oh. <laughs> so
1: many kicked Honestly, puppies. Honestly, I didn't yeah. feel
3: bad for Jean. I felt bad for Pyrrha. Yeah. Because Jean would not get it if someone hit him with a clue-by-four that was also a gun.
1: A clue-by-four? That's good. Yeah. I'm going to use that. I'm write that
3: down. <laughs> have you never heard the phrase clue-by-four? Yeah, it's like, it like be a two-by-four clue. Song,
4: you know, like he just, he owned it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, I I had to stop the video and scoop my chair back. I was dying of secondhand embarrassment. (laughs) That doesn't usually happen.
1: I, I just want to imagine that there was a scene where he was trying to practice that song and and Piers in the other room just like, What the hell Or waiting like, Oh, it's gonna be something like poor, that poor boy. He doesn't even know better.
3: It's He's true. practicing it in the library. Ren's trying to read. He's too dumb to
2: quit. It's sad. He it is, it's terrible.
4: So
3: Miles writes those
4: lines, right? For the most part, him and Carrie. Yeah, yeah, that was totally his bit, too. Do you think that he's pulling from, like, awkward teenage, like, <laughs> a lo- there's, there's a lot of Miles in, in,
0: in Jean. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, even hearing him talk around the office these days, he, you kind of assume that Jean's behind you somewhere. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have no idea if he's actually pulling from past history on this one or if to say anything and have the box over his head.
4: I just think it's funny because, like, Carrie does Neptune, who's, like, super, like, lady killer, and Miles gave himself this kind of, like... Because John's an awesome character, but he's so, like... He's kind of like a Weasley version of Miles.
2: Aww.
4: <laughs>
2: Poor Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Miles this is, like, 15 hard. feet away. He's he probably, like, it. at his desk being, like, I jerk. think that's the point. <laughs> Yeah, you guys—you guys are still at work right now. I, I think you were saying beforehand that you guys are still working on Ruby, and you'll be working through the night.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Broadcasting to you live from the elegant, uh, sparsely furnished uh, conference room in the middle of Teeth HQ. Yeah, we're um, we're actually uh, way out ahead in terms of producing the episodes release schedule. Now, the deadline that we're up against is we got to finish the entire rest of the volume over the course of the next week. So that we can get it to our dVD publisher in time, so those discs hit the shelves the time for the holidays, so everyone's pulling a lot of hours right now, the whole crew is working around the clock and kicking butt and uh, and uh, doing great things so I'm very lucky in the sense that I just have to show up and record a voice. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, there's a lot of people in live action here at Rooster Teeth that are working on stuff. I've, I've been toying away at, on my documentary that I'm doing for Rooster Teeth, so there's a lot of people up here late, but uh, I feel like the Ruby crew is probably looking at Gray with a little bit of jealousy knowing that he can leave his desk for the next hour. Oh, yeah, that's right. just a nice little break. <laughs> <laughs> he has his food right there. I feel bad for him. He eat, like, everyone's eating at weird times of night, and Gray's my food, torchy It's like off camera. <laughs>
2: Just out of
3: reach. Oh we'll we will not blame you if you eat on camera. <laughs> we will not blame you. <laughs> I'm sure someone will
2: enjoy it. There's a fetish for everything. Well, That <laughs> wasn't what I was going for at all. But what so was hey, going for. Tumblr is watching this. Tumblr. <laughs> well, all of your guys' hard work, it definitely pays off because I was really noticing um, how much the quality of animation has improved. Uh, not just in this episode, but in just how great the animation was in the special that you guys did last week, The World of Remnants yes. Part 1. Do you guys yeah, have an outside that company that does sure. that? Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, nothing. I was just going to say, yeah, uh, the guy who animated that is Peter Sorensen. He did the World of Remnant episode from last week, who's also our lead animator for a show that will start this fall called X Ray and Vav.
3: You're doing an X Ray and Vav show? Yeah, they announced that at. at, uh,
0: Yeah, yeah, we talked about that at at RTX, Mm -hmm. but we're starting to spread the word right now, so that's going to premiere here in uh, about another month or so. Will there be any
1: similarity in style? It's more RTA. Is it more RTA
5: based? No,
0: I mean, the X Ray Tap is going to look a lot like a, um, a Cartoon Network show from about 10 years mm-hmm. ago. So, things think somewhere <laughs> between uh, Dexter's Lab and. Uh, um, like
2: Aqua Teen Hunger Force? <laughs> yeah,
0: very much in that vein. All right, cool.
2: Okay, cool. So, Let's back see. when and, Cartoon Network came the
0: stuff. voice of Ruby, uh, has a big hand in that show. Yeah, yeah. So, she and Jordan, who does the RTA, they're, they're co writing, and uh, Jordan's directing.
3: Nice. Yeah.
0: Very nice. We were able to steal uh, Peter away, and he's been helping us out on Ruby. He's doing all the World of Remnant animation for us.
2: That's great. It looked fantastic. How many of these do you think we're going to get before, uh, at least for this volume?
0: For this volume, we're going to have three breaks. So our first one was after episode four. We're going to have another one after episode ten. Yeah, ten. No, no, no. It's four, seven, and ten. Yeah, after four, seven, and ten, each of those, we'll uh, have a one week off after that, and we'll run another World of Remnant, and then we've actually produced a what fourth World of Remnant, which at the moment is going to be a DVD exclusive.
3: Nice. Ooh. We actually have a question in that vein from Tumblr user Summoner Sky. She wants to know if we will get a World of Remnant covering Aura.
0: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we hit all the the major. Um, Ruby world food groups I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about um, yeah I, I don't want to get too spoilery about it but we're going to I think the, the top four things that make the world of Ruby so unique we're going to delve into a little bit so each piece is about somewhere between two and four minutes long we try to answer some basic questions about the mechanics of, of whatever it is that we're talking about, and then we will hint at a couple of new questions by the end of each one. Cool. So it's people aren't going to be able to walk away and say that they know absolutely everything about it, but um, if they were um, kind of wondering about some things that we've shown in the show so far and, and how that impacts things, they'll they'll begin to get an explanation from that.
2: Yeah i am got to point
0: out this question in the chat that's uh,
4: that stuck out to me, and uh, it's about coming back to X-Ray and Vav. It's from Slam Dunk 1111 and it says, all of Monty forever if Gavin's character is fruity. I'm not really sure that... <laughs> that I'm make not
2: sure what that question. means. <laughs> Monty, make <and> him fruity! <laughs>
3: Well, if you guys have questions on uh, Twitter, tweet either Megan or me. She's the Manguin. I'm X Kia K-I-A-X-E-T. And or use the hashtag RubyABTV. We will be pulling questions
2: from Twitter. If you have Tumblr questions, I hope you planned ahead because I have
3: them all here. <laughs>
2: But, um, I have a question going back to the world of Remnant and you mentioned that, you know, you want to leave viewers with a few questions after each one. The main questions I had after this one were the way that dust can be fused with physical things that people like weave it into clothes and people fuse it into their own bodies. I had no idea people could do that with dust. Although I I guess it shouldn't really surprise me because. Cinder. Cinder. It's (laughs) a teaser more than anything. Cinder.
0: I've already seen it. There's, it's not a coincidence that the uh, the sort of gold inlay on her dress will flare up when she's using certain abilities.
2: Well, and I'm so not going to be able to look her in the eye want... now anymore.
3: How do you <laughs> get dust in your eyes? Is the, I, you know, I don't want to know. Maybe <laughs> I just don't I want to know. That seems painful. We sprinkle. We
1: a sprinkle. We <laughs> oh, like, sprinkle. It's like eyeshadow. It's like eyeshadow. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm wearing eyeshadow. It goes on, not in. Can you use flame? No.
2: <laughs> well,
0: that proved, that, that proved me wrong. I
3: like having eyebrows. eyebrows. I don't You're want done. to set them on fire.
0: Is it Duster? Is it Maybelline? i <laughs> going <laughs> <laughs> okay, to use that, that. That's got to be a, some sort of ad on the back of Maybelline.
3: Write it down. <laughs> is it Duster? We had another Tumblr question, and I'm kicking myself because I didn't write down the username. So I apologize because I completely forgot your username. But they were asking about other ways to integrate dust. Have people tattooed it in? Have they used dyes? What are the different ways to integrate dust that we maybe haven't seen yet?
0: Uh, Some of that does wander into spoiler territory. Yeah. It's something that I think people have seen. They haven't seen it active yet. And I've been asking Hmm. the guys, hey, is this thing right here, is is that actually going to be a... a, call call it a dust tattoo? And I haven't gotten a straight answer quite yet. So... I think the the guys are holding the cards pretty close to their chest on that one, but I suspect we've already seen something along those lines. It just hasn't been a big thing quite yet. Ooh. Yeah, I I think you can do it. I think there's some (laughs) characters that have... uh, Some of it's more overt in terms of, yeah, you've seen some of their clothing behave a little interestingly when the dust abilities are being used. I think there's some other garments where it's probably a good bet that that person is, is sly enough to have some dust in their clothing somehow but you just haven't they haven't needed to use it yet and then i, I suspect there's at least one tattoo that we've seen so far well,
2: well Sanders is but, pretty
3: yeah. obvious you're walking around on fire well and yeah.
2: not to jump ahead um but at the end of the episode you know she was holding up a needle and i wasn't quite sure what that meant until we started talking about this just now and then i'm like oh this is interesting yeah, uh-huh. the needle She's- totally freaked me out not gonna <laughs> lie
0: what did sorry? The, the needle. Needle. Oh, the needle did. Yeah, she's working a little project that'll come into play kind of soon. Your
2: Arts and crafts, just a little <laughs> <Yeah>. hobby. <laughs> Arts, so, crafts, totally and crafts
0: Extracurricular
4: activity. Yeah, pipe cleaners <laughs> and foam and googly <laughs> yeah. eyes. So, Everybody's so got to have a, she's a hobby. She's making uh, basket holder. You know? She's, oh, she's I have a to Dre. Uh, Was last week? Remind me. Um, was last week the first time we saw the alternate uh, outfits? Yes, oh, two Chapter four, the,
0: the last full chapter. Yeah, that was uh, when they start scoobying around. <laughs> yeah. Scooby- yeah. Those were Those outfits were sweet. Oh, uh, they were great. Yeah, the um, uh, the voice actresses for Team Ruby were really frustrated because at our RTX convention that we had back in July, those were the outfits that they wanted to cosplay for the panel. But and you like, couldn't show th- them, th- yeah. The show hadn't even started yet this year. Yeah. So it's like, you can't show that yet. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if we do some sort of extra. You know, we've got a poster in the store right now that has them all glammed up. Yeah. Um, they've been talking about doing some other photo shoots with them in their uh, traditional or like the, the Volume 1 costumes. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them. What's the, the name of the
4: guy? Do what's uh, Remind me of the guy that's uh, designing the game. Jordan Scott. That's right. Jordan Scott doing the Ruby game. You should make sure. You should slip him a few bills and be like, give him alternate. Give him, give
1: him
0: an idea. Yes. Give him oh, a-. that would be great. <laughs> DLC pack. That'd
5: DLC. Awesome.
1: But speaking of alternate costumes, we do have a, a question from chat. Will Team Juniper get alternate outfits in the future?
0: Ooh. Not in the way you think
2: Will it ever be easier Uh-oh. to cosplay? <laughs> yeah well, I really don't dance like sound coming, coming up, up.
3: <laughs> There is a oh, dance coming true. up So we may well see formal wear
1: We're
3: yeah. going to see uh, yeah, formal we wear We
0: did that in the teaser they've got a, they've, There's going to be a little dance coming up sometime soon um, I, they, they kind of talk about it in today so mm-hmm. if That scene was in there, yeah So the, the girls have got something up their sleeve Where Blake is obviously really starting to stress out and um, they want to, you know, do something to help with that.
3: Honestly, yeah. I thought the Winter Soldier had done her eyeliner today. And then it was like, oh, no, she's just tired.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Honey, are you OK? <laughs> Which I think yeah.
0: the- she's, she's just in crunch mode from working too hard on Ruby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's just how everybody in the Ruby crew looks right now. <laughs> Winter yes. Soldier eyeliner for everyone. Pretty much. It's <laughs> my guess.
1: It's the new thing. <laughs>
2: So let's go ahead and delve into this week's episode a little bit. Volume 2, Chapter 5, Extracurricular. We start off with this really spectacular fight scene where Piera is fighting not one member of Team Cardinal, but the entire team.
5: I'm going to stop you right there, Megan, Uh huh. to make sure they teased because they have to stay tuned for that. But for now, we're going to tell everyone they need to go to iTunes oh, right. and rate and comment. Because true. I told you guys two weeks ago, this is Steve in the booth. I'll actually move the camera down so you can see me. Um, Hi, Stan. I told you two weeks ago that we'd give you a shout on the show if you rate and comment on iTunes. So, I'm going to read off the ratings. So, Plain and Simply Awesome by KPD2010. Absolutely love the show. Most of the questions and conversations are hilarious and fun to listen to. Keep up with the good work. Very Professional by Oskman110. AfterBuzz is a great podcast and great entertaining host. They ask intelligent and treating questions that go beyond average BS that most do just to move the internet along. All right, Awesome Show, Awesome AfterBuzz by Eric464. Ruby is something I stumbled across a few weeks ago, and I think it's awesome. The story, action, and humor is keeping me hooked hooked. It. <laughs> Aww. I equally enjoy the aftershow so and the hosts enthusiasm. The interviews are a plus as well. An amazing fan experience. All the hosts are oh. so adamant and knowledgeable about it and they get the people behind Ruby to weigh in. It's all around spectacular. That's by Crescent Rose. Tramesby says Leaves is a great host, but y'all should review more and interview less. Well, you know what? I think that would ignore JJ and Grace. So we're gonna probably eighty-six that. Advice. I
3: thoroughly disagree with that comment. Um,
5: and the last one uh, we tried to give it out last week, we didn't have time. Uh, P1TOLA, so P1TOLI, Pitola, whatever. Uh, great interview. Uh, they ask good questions, and if you look at the YouTube video, you can tell they really care about the material. I listened with a smile on my face, guys. Thanks so much for your reviews and your comments. Definitely go to iTunes, search Ruby After Buzz, uh, give us five stars, subscribe, and leave us a comment, and definitely check it out on YouTube if you want to see everyone's faces. I mean, come on, we got JJ and Gray right here on camera. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, look at them—they got <laughs> hands and stuff. Everybody, everybody needs some hands, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much.
3: <laughs> this show would not be nearly as much fun without the fans, and you guys send in fantastic questions every week. So please keep them coming. When you rate and give us five stars, it lets the people up top know that you like what
2: we're doing, and then we can do more
3: of it. And it everyone makes, wins. It
2: makes us more searchable to make, and it makes things easier for people looking for Ruby content to find. So we, yes. it makes it easier. for For other fans to come and find us as well so yay oh and thank you guys that's that like put a smile on my face listening to that that warms my heart it warms
3: the (laughs) cockles of my cold little ice queen heart
4: (laughs) you guys definitely have your stuff like you're you are hardcore fans it's great you're not used to having the interviewee interviewers be so in depth and know their stuff it's it's a nice breath of fresh air yeah so thanks for that
2: we're going to well, hide under the table now.
1: <laughs> we had to take a quiz before coming on the show. So you I had to take a to, quiz. I did. Yeah. He did have
2: to take a quiz. Megan and I are
3: the original. <laughs> we brought Mark on because he's awesome.
1: Yeah, my life's a progress bar. What can I say? yeah.
2: he's wearing the shirt. Nice. Cheap awesome. pop. What? Well, I'm
1: good for that. Well,
2: okay, so let's get back into it. This episode, it opened up with uh, the fight um, between Card- Team Cardinal and Pyrrha, um, which, you know... Three against one, I like my odds. That's Four sort of- against one. Four against one. Sorry, I'm- keep th- any- I keep thinking of the evil trio <laughs> at the Did end there. Did
3: anyone else notice that at one point Carden took out one of his own team members on the backswing? <laughs> Doesn't that just sum
2: up the entire team? I think that definitely says a lot about his leadership I ability. I feel bad for Dove, <laughs> but at
3: the same time, they abandoned him to a giant bear in the woods last
2: season. So, you know, this this is a great team. I can't Friendship. say I really feel bad for any of them. No. Not until oh, no. I see them try to make amends in some way. Then I'll feel bad for them. But in the meantime, no, it's just kind of nice to see Pira do her thing. I, I love that you think making amends is going to happen. Because I <laughs> doubt
1: it. There's got to be a huge moment of clarity for, for them to, yeah. No.
3: It could happen. Almost getting murdered by a giant bear and getting saved by the guy you were bullying would be a
2: pretty good moment of clarity for Cardin. But no, lucky shot, loss of
5: consciousness. There's a chance
1: right. they lost it.
2: You know what? Maybe Nora will break his legs and he'll have an epiphany. Okay, that's rule of threes. We've had leg
3: breaking come up twice. Next time it comes up, it's got to happen. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm taking
4: notes. <laughs> I was <laughs> at, at the, in the cafeteria when she was like, women. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was pretty good.
0: Oh, Favorite, Yeah, Sam Ireland's just knocking her out of the park. She's been doing great.
2: Uh, the whole, the whole team does really great. It's a lot of fun. Um, and so basically, like, like we said, Pyrrha wins the, the, the match hands down. And, uh, Glinda Goodwitch is, uh, trying to pick, uh, not pick on, um, Blake, so to speak, but she's trying to get Blake to come back out of her shell because she's been, she's been very quiet as of late. She's been laying low because, she's, again, she's not as concerned with her classes or sadly with her friends as much because she's so dead set focused on what Torchwick is planning. And yeah. probably extremely freaked out. This hits pretty close to home
3: to, for her because White Fang's involvement. Exactly. So she's got a lot on her plate. She's
2: got a lot to worry about. Yes?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> she's... Uh, ever since chapter one of this volume, you've seen her... Um, even the doodles that she writes in her notebook, she's, she's constantly obsessed with... Uh, Wondering what's going on with her previous partner. Um, what's the White Fang up to? She knows it's going to be something huge based on the events of the end of Volume One, and uh, she just. And then after Chapter Four, after uh, seeing that they've got their hands on a Mech, she's astounded that something this big is obviously brewing, and no one appears to be doing anything about it. So she's got this inner conflict going on about um, what she's going to do. Does she? Does she? Uh, Maybe it's time to stop focusing on studies. Maybe she can to take things into her own hands, and that's kind of where things are headed with her. That mech, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, it was a lot of fun.
2: It was great. It was great to watch it fall apart, too.
0: Like the 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 bluesmobile. It was like a Mega Man film. Guys, back at Atlas.
2: (laughs) 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 We have some notes. Anyway. Um, so, but instead, um, instead of Blake going up to bat, Mercury raises his hand and he's like, I want to fight her. Even though Pyrrha just got done with a match. And something I love about both your guys' characters is without, like, giving away anything about their backstory and really about, too much about what they're up to, you guys show us exactly who they are with how you play them. And it's just so much fun.
0: Yeah, that particular fight scene was great for a couple of different reasons. They, uh, for one, the, was a shout out to Shane Newville. He's one of our lead animators here. And uh, whereas Monty did the battle between Pira and Team Cardinal, Shane was responsible for the one-on-one between Pira and Mercury. So uh, he just did a fantastic job with, you know, every little look, every little mm-hmm. thought that's crossing Mercury's mind. Is just like the the next? piece of information he's trying to get out of this combat. For months, Shane and everyone, uh,
4: like Sheeny, uh, Sheena and anyone who's around was like, have you seen the fight? You should go watch it. The one between you and Pyrrha so good. And I was like, I'm going to wait... I'm going to wait, and they, they kept, I, I'd walk by them while they were working on it, and I'd be like,
1: oh, no, I don't want to see it. <laughs> but, but, like,
4: I, I saw bits and pieces. I know we showed some of it during, like, an early cut in, during the, lasers, the laser team stream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was, was one of the things yeah. we yeah. unlocked. And uh, so I saw little bits of it, but I kind of, I, I, I stayed away, and I, I just saw it for the first time today. And the same thing with episode one. I didn't want to watch it, because I knew, I, I knew Mercury had a big part. And I'd see it being screened for people, but I wanted to see it with audience at RTX for the first time and have that wow moment. I definitely had that wow moment. Um, but yeah, it, it's funny about Mercury, because I, I watched the episode a few times today, and uh, like, even I wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's when you know you have acted extremely well.
4: It's like, uh, what's his name on, uh, like, Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> <all> <laughs> Spoiler! Tom Mercury's going to get poison. He's yeah, going <laughs> yeah, poison mouth. wine. Yeah, Watch out, for we're gonna take out.
2: No. <laughs> Eat the stuff, Mercury. Yeah. He, the, the fight scene was absolutely spectacular. My favorite part was when he jumped up in the air and did that little Matrix kick. It was just like the one, two, three. It was really... I was like, I, I've seen that before, but that's awesome. <laughs> the
3: fun part of that scene was watching Tumblr lose... It's mine because we did get the scene a month early, and everyone's going, "Oh my God, Pear is going to lose! Oh my God, it's going to be her character arc! Oh my God, this! Oh my God, that!" And I then would like I to quit. tell Tumblr to pick up the phone because I called it. <laughs> <laughs> that it was a controlled area and that it wasn't a very high stakes fight. It wouldn't matter who won or lost because they're fighting in the middle of the school. Either the teachers know or they're going to stop it in a hot second. So. Pick up the phone, Tumblr.
2: <laughs> well, that and the, the whole point, as we find out later, wasn't even about fighting her, really. Yeah. It was kind of more figuring out what she's all about. Oh, he was canvassing her. <laughs>
1: 100%. That, that was my my favorite part of the fight, was watching Mercury analyze and getting to see that little bit of a glimpse into Pyrrha's fighting style from, from his point of view. It was subtle, but
0: wonderful. Very yeah. well so done. My favorite, fight, my favorite part of the fight might have been either that or... Uh, Emerald's eye roll at. Yeah. Uh... Hey, your it's
2: friend's great. great. Mm. Mm. Uh, sure, He a
4: really great job of being just so disappointed at the end. <laughs> like, she's really gunning, like, full speed her Mercury, and he's just like, I forfeit. You know? And yeah. he's like, what? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a really good moment. And, uh, what is. Uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn says, you might want to pick your partner better next like so, time. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll make sure to do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Learning is fun. <laughs> a little sass master
4: oh he is. No, just, he is. and it's funny because when we uh when i auditioned for it, when they asked me to do it um i kind of went in with all these ideas of like grand dose kind of like characters like sounds and they kept stripping it away until it was just pretty much me just being kind of and it's not i i can't lie it's there's not that much of a difference between our. i'm kind i'm i'm, I'm definitely a little bit of a sass so it's it's it's, it's, it's i'm not really doing much <laughs> yeah, want to look for uh, basically evil James Dean. We need
0: some sort of attitude there. I think
4: that I think I think the, the term that you and Miles said was, uh, "Hey, we have this character, and he's kind of like a he's kind of like a hipster douchebag, but he's cool." And, he, <laughs> and we think you're perfect for it, and I was like, I think I might have been wearing like my boots that day, and I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cool hipster douchebag. <laughs> that,
4: that guy that you love to hate. That they, like people are like, I hate him. And some girls are like, oh, but I hate him, but I love him.
3: <laughs> so like Felix in Red versus Blue.
0: I can see that. Hey, yeah, there
3: you go. <laughs> I say to the man who voices Locus um, <laughs> mercenary with a heart of gold. <laughs> Wrong show. Yeah. And we actually have this same question from two different Tumblr users. Um, let me see if I can get these names right Alexandria Zendi and Professor Goodwitch both want to know how you guys get into character, how you get into these voices when you go into record.
0: Huh. Um. Yeah, I've got a couple of key lines that I'll repeat over and over that um, kind of get me into the voice. Um, I'll do, uh, like, the, the... Hello, Red, or... Uh, do you have any idea how hard... You know, so you, you kind of just start um, quoting yourself from previous uh, episodes. At least that's kind of what I did to, to warm up. Um, uh, yeah, little little uh, latitude, little little... Uh, I can well, see that. Also, just being a the theater geek, there's all the vocal
4: and So, I I always have them play back uh, some of my lines from the previous episode because there was such a gap between when we did the first episode and then when I came back to do the rest of my lines that I'd kind of forgotten and lost it. So there was no episode out yet, so they couldn't kind of just show me an episode. I had to. So they went back and they played me some of my key lines, and I was like, okay, all right, that's okay, that's what he sounds like. He's you know, yeah. So yeah. And 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 I think that's the thing is like because Grace got definitely this theatrical like I mean Torchwick is so over the top like he's so villain yeah. and I and I think with Mercury uh, we wanted to go with villain but also like young and in school and he's still just one of the kids kind of in a way he's yeah. not he's not like the leader of the pack he's I mean he's he's bad but he's also kind of you know approachable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Indifferent about his badness? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we have a question in chat. Do you enjoy playing the bad guys?
0: Oh, hell yeah. Are you <laughs> kidding me? No, I love the villains. Doing a lot of villains around Rooster Teeth at the moment. Yeah, you're right. You mentioned Locust, too. And uh, uh, what was supposed to be temp audio, but we went with it anyway, was I uh, wound up doing the voice of the uh, white Fang MC or Lieutenant, the guy who was running the White Fang oh, right right, in Chapter yeah. Four. Yeah, we were we were calling him Edward James Almost <laughs> for a little while. But um Sing But them? yeah, I love it with the villains. Um you can you can cut loose, you can have so much more fun with them. You get to uh explore Moods and and sounds that you generally don't get to do in normal life. I think it's interesting that Michael, that son is, is 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 not
4: a villain, but Michael got casted to be a main villain on another show, and he's he's just got such a voice that lends to his voice has got so much character. Yeah. So so it's, it's funny to see that it can kind of translate to that other side. But yeah, villains are a, a lot of fun, and I like I like kind of catching up on Tumblr every now and then on the Mercury Black hashtag, um, and just seeing how. Uh, how people are kind of interpreting mercury and like
2: is he bad though <laughs>
4: like, you know, like everyone has these these crazy theories i love to i uh, love to read them
2: he killed a guy <laughs> that was exactly he what i was going to say murdered a man you
0: might have deserved it he might have deserved
3: it. Tuxon did not uh, deserve
0: mercury it body. they just um you know disciplined him and then helped him pack for his trip to vacuum <laughs> is it
5: weird, weird? he <laughs> oh,
2: went stuff. on vacation I a permanent I'm, I'm vacation
4: being able to have the character that has the first kind of human or character murder. Yeah. Because in, in the first season, it's all mostly monsters and stuff or off camera. Yeah. So whenever I found out, and I think uh, it was either you or Miles told me, like, yeah, you're, you're, you get to kill a guy. And then, like, in the first person you do that, and I was
0: like, oh, man, that is <laughs> – such an honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Murder.
0: We wanted to make sure that people understood. Well, we wanted to just go ahead and start clean on a couple of new characters that were not Ruby and made the audience mm-hmm. wonder why are we on these two people that we got to only see for like one shot yeah, of the volume yeah, one. But uh, yeah, yeah. It confused them for a while because you don't really know what they're about. We're... We didn't want to telegraph that they were evil quite yet. They're just—they're walking down the street. They're new in town, obviously. They're looking for directions. They go to the bookshop. They have this little word game, and then by the end of it, they wind up—wind up taking out this guy. Yeah, but yeah. We even had this debate um, uh, right after they take out Tuxin and, and Emerald and Mercury are walking away from the store. The you get to see inside the bookshop for just a second. We. We almost put blood splatter up on the wall inside and said, "Okay, maybe that would be." Oh,
1: wow!
3: Dark.
0: Yeah, we're not screwing around this year.
3: So. <laughs> we wow! I picked up on that.
4: Well, I love how the fans take gifts of uh, of Ruby and then add like different context to them. <laughs> so, like there's <laughs> there's this one. I, I think I don't know if I tweeted it or if I just showed my friends, but it's that scene where Mercury's uh, taking the lights down on the wall behind and Mercury uh, yeah, where they take yeah, out yeah. Jackson and someone <laughs> on uh, Tumblr has. And he's looking at the camera and he's putting the lights down and it, it just says pants off
3: now it's <laughs> <laughs> perfect Have you seen the uh recaps that Tumblr user mammoth rider I believe the name is does
0: maybe yeah we we keep a pretty good eye on the Tumblr uh feeds for Ruby but that which which one should we talking about
3: uh he does uh screen cap recaps and puts different um Captions on the bottom. Basically, if you like Tumblr recaptioning things for hilarious purposes, you'll love them.
4: Cool, <laughs> oh, nice. Well, it's... Now, writer.
2: Well, and speaking of fans, I, like, have you guys ever worked on something like Ruby, where the fans are just so passionate about what this is? Great. I know you've uh, you've done voices in the anime world before, so so you under you kind of, you've had you know kind of a glimpse of this as well. But has there been anything like Ruby? I mean, because it's gotten so big. I believe it was picked up in Japan not too long ago, and yeah. it was really yeah. high on Crunchyroll and everything like that. What's that like?
0: We're we're blown away here. I mean, no, I've I've never worked on anything where in the heat of production, like while you're still making the show, uh, that that the fan base gets this big and this passionate right out the gate, um, which you know helps us because you know while we're crunching on the show, while we're kind of you know grinding to get the episodes done, uh, you take a little break and you look online and you get to see all the enthusiasm for the project and then you're ready to get right back to work. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I, I guess. From time to time, I'll bump into somebody that um, will talk about how they watched this or that anime when they were younger, and, and that's awesome. But like, I've never seen anything like what's going on for *Ruby*. Yeah, we, we had cosplayers uh, already uh, doing stuff just after the character trailers, before *Volume One* came out. Yeah,
4: there was. I remember Monty showing me because I think it was like at the end of
0: the year last
4: year. It was we were still in another office, it must have been like November or something. We were doing the read re-throughs, and mm-hmm. like you're like, you know, I got I'd gotten the part. And it was so exciting, but also super aggravating because I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't tell anybody, and I had to wait until RTX in April. Or no, it was like July, right? Yeah. So I had to wait. I couldn't say anything, but like Monty would show me these these cosplayers all over the world that were dressed up like Mercury, and he'd only been in the post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I love about like cosplayers and just fans in general. Like they're hardcore, so they're like, oh you dressed up like some of the main people. I dressed up as like this guy because no one dressed up like that guy, so I'm awesome, you know? So it was,
2: uh,
4: like I saw these uh, on Twitter that Monty was showing me, and I just wanted to retweet them so bad and be like, oh, you don't even, ah. so it, was, it, was, it was super aggravating. And when I was in California, I was interviewing this girl for a cosplay portion of the documentary that I'm doing for Rooster Teeth, and her boyfriend at the time was coming to a convention dressed as Mercury. And at the time, I'm just with the camera and microphones and just being the, a production guy, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm dressed up like Mercury from Ruby," and I was like, "You know, I do the voice for him." He's like, "What? No way!" <laughs> 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 me, like, like, just, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's the fandom is just, like nothing I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, going to the point, like the fan art that goes by, it's amazing. Like the quick turnaround time; as soon as an episode hits, there's gorgeous digital paintings and stuff online, like within a couple of hours. We've been going out of our way, like this year. Um, Uh, And there's still a couple of days left on this where we've asked the fans to submit their fan art for a chance for us to use it in a couple of different ways. The first thing that we're doing right now is that we're putting a new piece of fan art underneath the credits of each week's show.
2: Yeah, I love that that's a new touch. some of the
0: love back. Yeah, Yeah,
3: and it looks great.
0: Yeah, a lot of really cool stuff out there. It's really impressive. And you were talking about uh, Japan also. Yeah, so I, I don't know that this settles the debate. You know, are we anime or are we anime inspired animation question mark who knows <laughs> but, uh, but yeah so the way I've seen it in print a couple of different ways now is that apparently we're the first anime inspired show to be exported back into Japan which is kind of crazy. crazy so yeah Warner Brothers Japan has picked it up um, they haven't announced the exact date yet but in 2015 you'll be able to buy Blu-rays and DVDs of Ruby Volume 1 and presumably Volume 2 won't be too far behind that and They've got some sort of merchandise deal in place, but I've yeah, no details quite yet. I knew that was happening. I knew like I got all all the emails. It was a big thing here in the
4: office. Everyone was talking about yeah, we got we're going to be distributed to Japan. Japan's like accepting us and everything. I was like oh cool, that's a big deal. And then I real like it wasn't until this week I think I saw a post about how the first show that you know so that's like. That's like if you're from like the Bronx and then you move to Japan and set up like a Japanese restaurant and everyone from Japan goes there and loves it. It's like you somehow brought it back around and everyone loves it and it's uh, I, I look forward you guys reinvented the wheel. Like you didn't you didn't copy them. You like you took you took, you know, things the inspirations from anime and stuff but you made your own thing and they yeah. totally accepted it. we were I think you
0: when the first year you guys were kind of afraid that it wouldn't be accepted,
4: you know, because it was so different.
0: Yeah, we just given the style, you know, we're, we're mimicking we're mimicking a lot of aspects of two D animation, but it's obviously a three D environment that we're working in that that breaks some people's brains. But then we'll still put, you know, uh, uh, we'll put the characters into a full on two D chibi mode for a little while, and people, are like, what the hell style are they doing now? It, it's um, uh, I was really amused to see uh, over on one of the uh, Chinese video sites, uh, somebody had uh, posted it over there. They had all the comments streaming by, and in the uh, the board game scene, for example, we've got the stuff where uh, Ruby's really frustrated because she's losing the game, so she's got the, the waterfall uh, uh, tears coming out of her eyes. <laughs> yes. And so like, all the comments totally light light up for that moment. But they're, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that these guys understand what the waterfall eyes are. We've <laughs> never seen this before in 3D. Why are they doing it in 3D? So we we got a lot of stuff like that. But um, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of just how these sorts of trends keep bouncing back and forth between uh, different... Cultures or nations, anyway, whether it's um, action movies or, or horror or animation, um, yeah, not not just anime, but uh, movies and storytelling in general. You can kind of track uh, trends from year to year about who the major uh, auteurs are for a particular type of storytelling, and just how that inspires the next person, and they kind of take that and remix it and put their stuff out. And we're kind of part of that, I guess, now as far as anime is concerned. Was it was. It- was it Japan or China that took
4: that made Shannon a meme this week?
5: Japan. So you
4: did you guys see that? That, that was,
3: was amazing. Yes, <laughs> I've seen the meme. Oh, my God.
4: That is
0: so weird. <laughs> it's been yeah.
4: going
2: on for a while. <laughs> it exactly.
0: yeah. yeah. a 15-year-old, for people not uh, in the know on this one, they took a 15-year-old acting headshot of his <laughs> and uh, have been photoshopping him into a variety of interesting situations, and he's just now stumbled across that, and we all got these messages around the office and he's freaking out. Have you guys seen this? <laughs> I, saw, I saw it on Facebook. I saw it on Facebook and then, and then I, had to like, I had to dive into it. And, and, and
4: speaking of just because I'm also really good friends with Jen Brown, but I've known Jen Brown who does Pura for almost four or five years just from acting friends and just being in Austin. And we'd, we'd always hang out like at parties and stuff. So the other day I was on her Facebook and I was like, isn't it so weird that we've known each other for so long and now we're on a show together and not only that, but we're like hardcore fighting each other this week. It's <laughs> <laughs> a weird like world collision. If you had told us that
0: like four years ago,
4: like we were hanging around at a party,
0: I would have been like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just saw a question go by in the chat. Are you uh, are you interested in cosplaying Mercury? Are ever going to do that? Yeah, you know,
4: you know, it's Really embarrassing. Uh, but uh, after the, like I was always super, super excited about, uh, being a part of the show because it's one of those things at Rooster Teeth where, like, there's so many cool projects going on, and like, you can't help but be a little bit jealous of like when other big projects are happening, you're like, yeah. you're like oh, that guy's filming a really cool short, or you know, but he never realized the cool stuff you're doing, you know, so it's this weird thing. But uh, after it aired at RTX, I was really excited, and then when it aired for everyone, I watched it like five times in a row, <laughs> and I went home. And I totally tried to do my hair in the Mercury style, <laughs> like I was like I like like so much pomade, and I'd get the back end, and the back would go up for like ten seconds, and as soon as I try to get like a camera out or something, it would go down, and I had to put more stuff in my hair, and I spent way too much time. And at one point, I was looking in the mirror, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like you know, but I would love I would love to um, dress up like Mercury uh, for cosplay. I'm actually talking to Anna, Anna, who did all the costumes, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to make a a, a hoodie. It's just a regular hoodie that has all his like emblems and designs on it that yeah, I can wear
0: just whenever. By the way, all I got out of this is that the fans now need to harass you into posting the photos of you. That's <laughs> right.
3: You know, so, so yeah. Will,
0: that. It looked really
4: cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we actually have, and this is something that I think would be interesting to address, we have a question from Anthony Dolan on Twitter. Will there be any repercussions for destroying half a city while fighting the mech?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a pretty glorious you know, Kanye okay. shrug.
0: Say, so, yeah, you know, okay. The uh, ever since uh, volume 1, yeah, we've been joking about like life must be a bitch to be on the city maintenance crew. I mean, just even in the first chapter, you've got uh, you know, Ruby bumps into the goons in the dust shop and she's already using the scythe to just plow up the street during combat and some some poor guy's got to come out and repair all the potholes the next day. Yeah,
2: do you think you have to get a <laughs> permit for <laughs> a site gonna, that big? Is it going to be
4: that uh, the businessman or the old man that's in the shop? Yeah, the shop. the, <laughs> shop, it's it's
0: the, the shop, shop guy. Oh, I've got to go
4: over
3: here. He just <gasps> has
2: ben the worst man. luck.
3: <laughs> he's, he's like, he's Ruby's version of the Avatar Cabbage guy. Oh. My cabbages, my dust shop. Please don't destroy my ramen kiosk.
1: I'll somebody who's more like uh, Officer Jenny or Nurse Joy. And there's just like twelve <laughs> of them.
3: And all of them have terrible luck. Yeah, I'd buy that theory.
0: But is it all the same guy? Does he have brothers? Does he have clones? Stay tuned. To find out. <laughs>
3: that robot. is the burning question that we all want to know.
1: He was the first Penny. He was the beta <laughs> he of Penny. Was the beta.
2: <laughs> we're we're starting to run a little short on time, so we should probably finish wrapping up the episode real quick. Um, so basically, the the two main things to talk about um, for for the rest of this episode are the the upcoming dance and um and sort of the what we get from the trio at, at the end of the episode. So with the upcoming dance, we have Team Ruby trying to get Blake you know to to kind of just kind of get some rest and to actually have a little bit of fun for just for one day and and then right after that to go back to uh to the investigation and Blake as we mentioned earlier she's just not having any of that she thinks she's, it's a waste of time she's too freaked out to unwind and
3: that's not a good thing because if she gets wound too tight she's going to snap and that'll be bad right understatement of the year
2: Yeah, and I felt really bad for Sun, because he's like, it's dumb, but I mean, like, I guess if we went, it would be less dumb, right? Oh,
3: he's trying to be cool in front of his team. (laughs) His whole team was in that wide shot. The entirety of Team Sun was there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're all there. I felt, yeah, the guys are striking out this episode. uh, Yeah, um... Yeah, yeah blake's already kind of intense anyway and to have her go even darker or even more focused on things tells you that yeah something not good is gonna going to happen there so yeah i mean and her friends are desperately trying to get her to come out of that uh <clears throat> but uh yeah so yeah it's it's She's so wound up, she's fatigued, she's not going to be able to be, to be thinking straight. If they suddenly find themselves in combat, you know, what are you going to be to the team? Which then means she's also a liability, so they need her, to to just, you know, get her head on straight for one day, and then they promise that they're going to go uh, go uh, figure out what's going on. But, um, yeah, between that and then you've got uh, the the cinder scene at the end there. Do they know that you guys do the, uh, was the side dance <coughs> the,
4: at the dance that you guys do the... Gang of sound they, have you told me about
1: it? <laughs> yeah. oh <my> <laughs>
0: Sadly, after that's an Buzz exclusive. Ex-
1: after
3: Buzz exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now
0: no, we're going to need that as an Easter egg. Yeah, some
5: whiskey in here
2: after that joke, please. Thank you. No, no, I think that was beautiful. Jesus. Although that does make me wonder what, uh, what you know, remnants version of like the Macarena and like the different oh, dance tracks and everything. What I that would be?
3: Lo- I would pay to see that.
1: Well, every <laughs> dance would be part gun. Yeah, uh, uh.
2: Finger guns for everyone. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Ah, huh. but so and we also get, at, you know, uh, Sun was strike one. Jean was strike two with and his little three. serenade. John, you're right. He was two and three. You're he absolutely really was. correct. It's this poor,
5: yeah, stupid.
0: For oh. the red versus blue fans, the uh, the guitarist for Jean's serenade was actually Nico, who does all the music. <gasps> oh, really? Oh, oh wow. that's
2: nice. hilarious. That's- Exclusive. We, we had a user on Twitter, uh, xVaults. Uh, um, wants to know whether or not that song is going to become available. At some
3: point. When will Jean's single be released?
0: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, we, we should put that out there. Make it a ringtone or something. I don't know. I'm sure well. <laughs>
3: and he can't even get the day of the dance right. The dance dances on Saturdays. He can't remember which day of the week it is. Yeah. And problem. then he misses the obvious, I'm the other fish in the sea from Pyrrha. <laughs> Poor She's Pira. Like, oh my god. Somebody get Jean's dress size. Because
0: <laughs> well he's going to be wearing one. Yeah, I, I they should go ahead and get
4: the measurements I'll, now because you know. How is Kira yes. the ducky in this situation? How did that happen?
3: Because Uh, she beats the daylights out of all of her potential suitors.
0: They're scared of her. Yeah, everyone's intimidated. That makes sense, totally. (laughs) No, I mean, there's just, uh, you know, everybody's got insecurities. Everybody has their challenges. And uh, you might think that somebody's life is perfect. And it turns out that they've still got their inner monologue going, where uh, it turns out maybe everyone's afraid of them. So they... They don't have enough uh, contact or real friendship or what have you. Or yeah. you, you can never tell that people are being genuine because, like, you know, back in volume one, they, they established that she's also kind of a um, celebrity uh, in the world of remnant as far as uh, warrior students are concerned. She's already been on the, the cover of the pumpkin pizza. <laughs> So yeah, this she she can never tell when somebody's being trying to be a sincere friend or they just you know trying to get to know her because she's the celeb or what have So there's so a whole it, bunch of interesting subjects to cover with her on that one.
3: So it parallels to what Weiss was saying about guys only being after her because of the perks of being a schnee.
0: Right. So. Wow, I was about to make a Paris Hilton from Paris Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you no, know, so you where, where you you've got the, uh, the the heiress to a large corporation and uh, and huge funds and then you've got the other, you know, hunter athlete type. So yeah, they're they're both coming at it from different angles. All
2: right. But they're both it it was still heartbreaking because we see him just fall flat on his face and then just completely not get it the second time around and it's just it's we've seen it before in the series and we're just gonna keep seeing it and we know we're gonna keep seeing it so it's like no Jean get a clue it
1: just makes you wonder who's gonna get the she's all that moment is it gonna be Pierre or is it gonna be Jean
5: <laughs> you need, you're gonna
3: need to El him with that guitar
1: give <laughs> me him. a chance. <laughs>
0: I'm assuming that somebody on Tumblr has already given him the sombrero and
1: the. He's got a
2: mariachi band now.
1: Right. Tumblr. Dirty if Dirty.
0: you
2: haven't already, do the thing.
1: You have your mission. <laughs> you have your mission. <laughs> I would
2: love to see Team Juniper dressed up as mariachis. That would be the best. Oh, <laughs> you know, Nora would be into it. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, but- she
1: should have the big bass. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> do that.
2: <laughs> yes. But we we end this episode with our evil trio with Emerald and Mercury and Cinder sitting there and basically going through not only not only what they learned about Pyrrha, but basically what they've learned about everybody that they saw fight today, yeah, presumably. She
0: implies there's a list. Pyrrh is just the most recent addition to it.
2: Yeah. I worry about that. Uh, I'm just picturing like an evil Excel sheet, <laughs> <laughs> like spreadsheet. It's a notepad.
1: <laughs> evil enough Excel sheets, man. Uh,
2: well, we how actually, else do you keep all your evil information organized? A b- little black day black planner, book. an evil
3: da- a night planner because we're evil. <laughs> we actually have a uh, question from Tumblr user Aiden about the evil trio. Pointing yeah. out that teams usually have four people So how are Cinder and Company Avoiding undue attention When they only have three people on their team Is there a fourth evil person hanging out there Somewhere, did Roman get kicked out
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah, I, I guess on that subject It was a total coincidence, I, l- I love the fact That the fans came up with the, if you use Roman Instead of Torchberg, it's Team Crime <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my I gosh, like that. that's awesome right. That
0: was least really something not planned yeah, no, it's a complete coincidence. That was yeah, we had no intention of doing that. And uh, no, the the I know it kind of looks that way, but it's not the case that they're actually a four-person team right now. Um, that's a good question. Right Maybe now? you see certain exchange students don't necessarily come over with their complete team, or yeah, I don't know. We'd, use your imagination. Well, uh, what does it all yeah. mean? <laughs>
2: Let the conspiracy sure, you, you theories the
0: continue. To the whole
2: show. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I can't get over Team Crime. That's amazing. That's real good. <laughs> well, but it leaves out Neo,
3: and everyone wants to know what Neo's relationship to Torchwick is. That's
0: sure. True. Yeah. Well, there's uh, Neo came about because we had we had an interesting casting opportunity, which we're still kind of sorting out. So we needed to go ahead and establish the character. Um, but more to the point, uh, we, we, need, we need more villains for the, the teams to beat up on. Uh, Torchwick needs some assistance. He needed a way to get out of uh, the mech chase in Chapter 4 after it falls apart. So uh, we had the idea that wanted to have someone that was uh, kind of studying under Torchwick that would have a similar skill set, that would also be able to pilot in and fly him out. Uh, and we just kind of wanted—we don't want uh, uh, some more interesting female characters and a villain in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a little more. We've got some ideas for the backstory between her and Torchwick that we don't want to get into quite yet. But hopefully, we'll get to see it maybe, you know, maybe sometime in this volume or volume three. All right.
2: Okay. But, well. Uh- we're we're running short yeah, on time, guys. Yeah. I hate to say it. We have time for one more question, so I'm letting you guys pick. One more question. Hugo, does someone in the chat have something fun?
1: Uh there there was a good one. There was uh, from Raven. If the Ruby characters are based off of fairy tales, who are Mercury and Torchwick based off of, if you're allowed to tell? Or can, can we, you give us any hints? Can
3: we add Neo to that question? Oh, yeah, because Neo. people think that she's based off the Cheshire cat. Are we even close?
0: You okay? <laughs> 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 Interesting that you bring up the Cheshire Cat. No, that's not Neo. Oh. Oh. oh, so so. I'm, i think I'm going to leave that one there. <laughs> uh, Has Monty discussed Mercury with you? Uh, a little bit.
4: That's the thing. I I made the mistake where I had the blessing to go. I saw a movie with Monty and some friends, and we were up to like three or four having coffee, and uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> and he out so much information on me about what was going on. And I love it because he tells a story. Sometimes he doesn't tell. He doesn't refer to the characters as their names on the show. He refers to them as. Who's in, who inspired them, mm-hmm. and, like, so he gets really caught up in the moment, so he uses, like, I guess their true names or whatever, and I was like, but he he told me so much, I, and I, I don't know how much of this will come to fruition, but he went to, like, season eight and nine, and was and I was, and the whole time I'm just sitting there, and I didn't even he drinking my <laughs> coffee, I'm just like,
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> So it was. It was. Uh, yeah, I can't say too much, but I, uh, Monty told me a little bit about Mercury, and I, I, had, I had the pleasure of getting to name him, which was great because Monty had some different ideas. You picked his, up the last name. So. I had the last name. Yeah, right. Monty oh. had a few ideas for what to go. Then I was like, I don't know, I don't know. And I was like, What about black? That sounds cool. Like Mercury Black or like Black Mercury. You know, people up around. And he was like, I like it. And then when, I didn't even know he chose it and so I saw someone tweet about Mercury Black, and I was like, Monty, you
2: you named him Black. That's
4: awesome. Like, so I felt really. It was. Uh, I felt very very lucky. No.
2: All right, well, thank you guys so so much for joining us on the panel today. It was so great. Where where can people go online if they want to find out more about about you guys and about what you do?
0: Uh roosterteeth.com. Uh all the episodes of the show are up there right now. We've got some personal profile pages up there. You just uh Go to roosterteeth.com slash gray or JJ. Uh, I'm just JJ. Just two, JJ, two, just two JJs. Just one.
3: <laughs> 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 J squared.
0: There you go. I've heard that before. But <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's always some good uh, fan discussions going on up there as well. All right.
2: Well, okay. thank you guys so, so much for joining us tonight. Have, have a great night. Thank you again.
0: Yeah, take care. It was a pleasure. Thanks, take guys. Care. Thanks
1: again.
2: Ah, well, this, this was awesome. It was so, so much fun to talk to them. It was so much fun going over this past episode. It was a lot, lot going on this time around with, um, the fights and the dust and, uh, just these character interactions. It was great you guys have any closing feelings before we wrap up real quick?
1: It's too much information. <laughs> it's too much. Season 9
2: he just <laughs> said. I think what we learned here is just hammering home what we learned when we talked to Monty is that we just need to get him in town and buy him coffee so
5: that oh, we God. know
2: what happens. How much time do you
5: have? We know a nice
2: pub that's open till
5: 2. I have some closing thoughts. Please. Let's yes, Stephen? I think you guys need to make sure you go to iTunes, rate and subscribe and leave 5 <laughs> stars as well as going to YouTube and subscribing to After Buzz TV because we do about 70 different TV show after shows here every single week. So, any show that you're a fan of, we cover it. The Strain, Graceland, Suits, name it. We do it. Check it out and definitely subscribe on YouTube and on iTunes. Thanks, guys.
2: Definitely.
3: Thanks Thanks thank for you the guys push, so Steve. much. It's beautiful. Booth
2: Guy Steve. He is a good person. <laughs> he, Be good to him. He is. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's uh, Ruby Recap Show. Katie Cullen, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at KIAXET. That's
3: K-I-A-X-E-T. You can also find me on the Attack on Titan, Sword Art Online, and Legend of Korra panels. All on Sunday, and we're doing the Korra finale this week.
1: Oh my god, you're making me <laughs> cry just when trying to remember that. I know, right? <laughs> oh my god. You can find me on Twitter at Mark. You can find me here at AfterBuzz on NXT on the on the Epic Meal Empire, which is every Monday, and then also on uh, Rooster Teeth. You can find me at Soapbox Mark. And then, aren't you on Rooster Teeth as well?
2: Yes, also as Kiyage. Yes. <laughs> I, I keep it simple. And I'm Megan. You can follow me on Twitter at the TheMenguin, that's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am also on the Attack on Titan and Sword Art Online after shows on Sundays. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in to the Ruby Recap Show. We will see you guys next time.
0: From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network.